0: Well, let's continue in worship together this morning. If you have your Bibles, find your place in Hebrews chapter number 2. Hebrews chapter number 2. Those of you who are online joining us today, may the Lord bless you. We miss you, and we pray that you be back with us when you have the opportunity. And for all of you who are here today, I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you if you're a guest. May the Lord bless you, and please let us know if we can help you in any way. Uh, Speak to any of our people around, and we'll help you in, in any way. We're delighted to have you here uh, ...as we come to these days together. Hebrews chapter number 2 is where we'll be today. <clears throat> we've spent a long time, uh, if, if you've been with us as your pastor, I've been sharing with you... Uh, ...some things that I think are very important for us related to being dead to the world. So we've spent a, a considerable amount of our time recently thinking about... ...so what does it look like for us to be followers of Jesus... And to live in this fallen world, how do we how do we live? How why do we how do we talk? How do we behave ourselves? These things become very important for us as we seek to live for the Lord. Now, I'm going to turn us in another direction, and I want to share with you some opening comments here to help you understand why what we'll be talking about today is so vitally important. We'll begin today to talk about a glorious, magnificent, indescribable truth about our Lord Jesus Christ, one that I would dare say most in this room have given very little of your time to think about. And I hope that, that because of what we'll be doing in the days ahead, it will help you in your life. What I'm going to talk to you about Related to the Word of God as it, re- as it relates to the Lord Jesus, our great High Priest, becomes very important for you while you live on this earth. Paul said to set our minds on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of majesty. So here we gather this morning, 11 o'clock. Where's your mind this morning as you gather and come into this meeting house? Where's your mind, my brothers and sisters? I asked the last hour as we were here worshiping together the same thing. I'm going to ask you the same. And all of you who are listening and hear my voice wherever you may be, where is your mind right now? What have you come in here today thinking about? What is the preoccupation of your thinking? Are you here preoccupied with all the troubles and cares of the world? Are you here today because you're fearful and you're struggling because you're sick? Are you, are you, are you upset and, and, and very frustrated with someone and you can't seem to get them out of your mind? Uh, are your children or your grandchildren living in such a way that you're, uh, that you're just not happy with life? Where is your mind today? There is such an important principle that we must learn. And so every week for the next number of weeks, I'm going to call us to set our minds on heaven where Jesus Christ is seated. Boys and girls, what I'm going to talk to you about is as real as you are sitting here in this room. It's as real as you hearing my voice, seeing seeing me standing here talking to you and sitting around those who are around you, teenagers, teenagers what I'm going to talk to you about is as real today about Jesus Christ, though we cannot see Him physically with our eyes. God's Word helps us to see what we cannot see with our eyes. And because of that, we are able to live by faith. So I'm calling this church to join me in the weeks ahead. And when you come in here, just like I have to come in here, We set our minds for a while in heaven, not on the earth. We set our minds on the Lord Jesus in heaven, not on all the things we have to do on our to-do list when we get out of here. We set our minds on heaven. I call this church, as we open these words, I will do my best in my ability to present to you the truths of God's word. They are beyond imagination they are beyond this preacher's ability but by the help of the holy spirit i hope and i pray with confidence that as we un- as we open up these truths about our lord jesus christ week by week whatever you're going through when you come to church when you come to the church house that you as a believer will learn i'm 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 saying these words carefully that you will learn and understand and live on the glory and the sweetness and the joy of knowing that Jesus is our Lord, great high priest in heaven. You see, we're in the book of Hebrews. Paul writes these words to these discouraged, persecuted Jewish believers who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and everyone was against them. There were others who were Jewish believers who heard these words, and they were considering following Jesus, but some of them weren't really saved, and they were about to go back. They were about to give up. They were about to quit. So this book is so wonderful to us, and so we'll spend a considerable amount of time in the book of Hebrews, and I hope you'll join me as we move forward. We'll be celebrating Easter and all that we've talked about. But beyond that, Lord willing, as we have opportunity I remind this church that the Lord Jesus Christ as our great high priest is a mysterious and glorious truth not very well understood nor appreciated. And that's why we're not the best for it. That's why when we have fear and trouble, we're not our best because we've lost an understanding of something which is most glorious. And that is that our Lord Jesus is our Lord high priest. Paul knew this to be true. In fact, he he spends an enormous amount of time in Hebrews talking about the Lord Jesus as high priest. But he has to pause in chapter 5 and say, Concerning him, concerning the Lord Jesus Christ as high priest, we have much to say. And it is hard to explain. Since you have become dull of hearing, I pray that you won't be dull of hearing. If there are any things that you come to church to hear, you want to come and hear someone, I hope that these words that we talk about today will be words that you will hang on, that they will become important to you, that you will live the rest of your... Oh, for the young people in this room and the children to know that the Lord Jesus is their Lord High Priest from the beginning of their Christian life. And oh, for you dear ones who are older along with me, that you might... We don't know what the circumstances of everyday life are going to bring. We don't know what we're going to face. We don't know what we're going to go through. But when we know our Lord High Priest, we're better for it. We're better for it. His priesthood is beyond our earthly understanding. And I give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ as I seek to speak these words. His priesthood is majestic and magnificent in ways we cannot comprehend, and his priesthood is eternal. And his eternal ministry on behalf of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ goes on this very day. Today, I ask you to think about heaven. Today, I ask you to set your mind for just a little while here on heaven. The Lord Jesus, our Lord High Priest, is in heaven today with a heart for millions of believers on the earth in this world today. Where is the heart of the Lord Jesus in heaven today as He is alive, ascended, and seated? It is with His church, His people on the earth. And, there are, and the people of God are scattered across this globe today. As I'm speaking to us in our relative freedom here in America. There are those who face hard difficult times in standing for God. And standing for the Lord Jesus. And the heart of the Lord Jesus is with the heart of Christ in heaven. Is set on his church on the earth. There'll never be a day or a moment in your life while you're going through whatever it is you go through as a believer. That the heart of Christ and his understanding of you will not be completely with you. And to these things we now give our time. I set your your mind on things above. How do I get my mind out of the gutter? How do I get my mind out of my distractions? While I pick up the word of God. I pick up the Word of God, and when I pick up the Word of God, it begins to change my thinking. So we read for a moment here. Before we read our primary text, just follow along with me. Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 1. God, after He spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions, in many ways, in these last days, has spoken to us in His Son. Set your mind on heaven now. Set your mind on heaven. Our Lord has now died for sin, risen from the grave, and is ascended to heaven as our Lord priest, whom He, that is Jesus Christ, has been appointed heir, inheritor of all things, through whom also He made the world. Verse 3, Hebrews 1. He is the Lord Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God, and the exact representation of His name. He upholds all things by the word of His power. And when He made purification of sin, please notice, set your mind in heaven today. Where is our Lord? He is beyond time and space. He is alive. He is gloriously alive in His glorified body. Fully God, fully man. He is set down at the right hand of majesty on high. Verse 4, having become as much better than the angels as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. Chapter 2, verse 1, For this reason, for this reason, because our Lord High Priest is alive and enthroned in heaven today. He's alive. I'm speaking of something that's a fact. I'm speaking of something that's a reality. For this reason, we must pay much closer attention. Are you paying attention? To what we've heard, are you paying attention to the gospel? Are you paying attention to the truths about the Lord Jesus when you read them? So that we do not drift away from them. You're drifting away when your mind is set on other things. You will not maintain your spiritual focus and your heart for God if your mind is set on the silliness of our lives and the things we think are important and we miss the most valuable things. Verse 5 of chapter 2, For he did not subject to angels the world to come. The Lord Jesus now, all of the world to come. Everything that is coming will come under his feet, all things under his lordship and his kingship. Verse number 8, For in subjecting all things to Jesus Christ, God the Father left nothing that is not subject to him. But please notice, as we live in the world, verse 8, But now... I'm talking about today, 2022, here in April. But now, while the world seems to be unraveling, while there seems to be turmoil and pestilence and trouble and death and pain and agony and misery, while nations rise against nations, while battles go on all around us and people walk away from God, And people choose to live their own lives in rebellion. But now we do not yet see all things subjected to Him. Verse number 9, but we do see Him who was made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus. Because of the suffering of death, crowned. Here's where He is today crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Set your mind on things above, where the Lord Jesus is today glorified and crowned with glory and honor, for it was fitting for him, verse 10, for whom all things and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. That's what, the Lord, that's what God the Father did to the Son, the Lord Jesus. He put all the sufferings of the world upon Him. He lived like us so that He might save us for both He who sanctifies, verse 11, and those who are sanctified are all from one Father, for which reason He is not ashamed to call them brethren. Set your mind on things above now, verse 14. Therefore... Since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same. That through faith he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil. It's done. That's already done now. And might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. For assuredly, he does not give help to angels, but he gives help to the descendant of Abraham. Now our verse for today. Therefore, therefore, he had to be made like his brethren in all things, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Word of God. And now, forgive us when our minds are set on earthly things. Forgive us when we come to this place with ungodly sinful emotions, controlling us. Forgive us when we have spoken harshly to others and judged others, when we deserve judgment ourselves, and we have received nothing but the grace and forgiveness of God through the Lord Jesus. How I pray that you might take us by the Holy Spirit today and set our minds in heaven. How I pray that today the Holy Spirit of God would remove the distractions from the outside of this building that come through our devices, that come into our mind, and may the evil one be blocked and prevented so that we might truly hear what we need to hear. We need to hear how we need to hear Holy Spirit of God, the blessed truth about our Lord High Priest today who is merciful and faithful to us. How we must, how we must come to you daily and we thank you for it. And O oh Lord Jesus, that your heart is for us who are here on the earth, who are your people. May you warm our hearts today, may you encourage us today, may the truths that we hear change us truly change our lives, and may we keep these things and treasure these truths in our hearts so that they will be useful to us in troublesome days ahead before we get to heaven. May the young and the old who are here today alike hear the Word of God, and may it come to have a place in their lives. May the Holy Spirit of God do His work in this place as we exalt and honor the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our focal truth today is this, that Jesus Christ is a merciful and faithful high priest for His people. We talk about high priesthood. Most of us in this room are Gentiles. We don't have a heritage or background to understand it. The Old Testament gives us much information about the high priesthood, of Israel, The high priest stood as the representative of God who went in once a year to make the atoning sacrifice with the blood in the Holy of Holies. There, There before that mercy seat, there was no praying when the high priest went into the Holy of Holies. There was only the sound, the tinkling of the bells uh, there around the bottom of his robe. And as he carried there the blood, they carried the blood in the basin and there seven times, one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. While the tinkling bells were tinkling, while the sound of of the blood was sprinkling at the altar, there the atonement was made. While the high priest was there inside the veil, none of the people could see him. He went in to do His work and then He would come out. This is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven today. It's better for the Lord Jesus to be in heaven today than with us on the earth. It is better that He is there. So that we might understand why He is there, we come to look at these words. I want to take simply verse 17 and look at it in the three parts. We'll read verse 17 again. It's a conclusion to what's been read, and I already went through it, and I'll have some reference to it again in just a moment. I don't want you to miss what is being said here in these three simple observations. Number one, therefore he had to be made like his brethren in all things. Number one, Jesus Christ, our great high priest, is one of us. Jesus Christ, our great high priest, is one of us. Secondly, Jesus Christ, our great high priest, is a merciful high priest. Jesus Christ, our great high priest, our Lord high priest, is a merciful high priest. And finally, we'll speak of it here at the end when it says... He had to be made in all things like His brethren so that He might become a merciful high priest and He might become a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. And then the promise is verse 18. And we'll close with it in in just a moment. For since He, that is the Lord Jesus, was tempted in that which He has suffered, He is able... This is for you. Set your mind on heaven. Here's where the remedy is. Set your mind on heaven. He is able from heaven to come to the aid of those who are tempted. So now we come back and read these very powerful words. Words that you don't want to miss. Because you know when we suffer we always say well I want to talk to someone who's gone through what I've gone through. I say to you today you have one in heaven who knows exactly what you are going through today. He knows everything you'll go through. He knows all the ages of life. He's lived through them all. You see, therefore he had, please notice the language, he had, it was of necessity. It was of necessity. He had to be made like his brethren. Why did the Lord Jesus Christ become a man? to save us from our sins, and as we see here, to become our great Lord Priest for His people. My friends, this is the great storehouse of all grace and comfort, this side of heaven. It's not in promises, it's in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, our living High Priest, my living Lord High Priest is in another place, but is as much alive as I am alive today, and you are alive. We are separated by, by, from eternity by the created order, but it nevertheless is true that He is alive. You must live with a living, a living Lord Jesus. You must live with a risen Savior in your mind. Every day, we don't come to the Lord as some memorial or idea or thought from the past. Or someone who used to live and died. He is very much alive today. And He is able to come to our aid. And though He is in heaven, we have this beautiful linkage to Him. Because He's first one of us. Just follow these words again with me. Verse 11, chapter 2. For both He who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one Father. For which reason he, that is Jesus Christ, is not ashamed to call you and to call me brothers and sisters. I hope you're astounded by that truth. You see, every high priest is taken from among men, we read later in Hebrews, on behalf of men. A high priest must be a man in order to understand what to do for men. The Lord Jesus has become one of us. I submit this to you as something you may not have thought about recently. Oh, the Lord Jesus is your brother, Lord High Priest. He's your brother. He is your brother. We are from one Father. We have come from Him. We, he shares our flesh and blood. Verse fourteen: Since the children share in flesh and blood, the Lord Jesus wasn't a ghost. He wasn't. He didn't appear to be real, and it wasn't real. No, he was very much fully human all that he went through he experienced he has he took on flesh and blood and i remind you of the eyewitnesses who stood at the cross and their real blood flowed down from the tree real agony came from his body as it died and he gave up his spirit He said, it is finished, and bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Fully human is our Lord Jesus Christ. You're looking for someone to stand with you in your troubles. You're looking for someone who will understand what you're going through. And I submit to you, it is the Lord Jesus Christ. He knows better than your best friend what you're going through. He knows better than your your husband or your wife or your children or your... Moms and dads, he knows better what is going on in your life than anyone because he has taken flesh and blood along with us. And what did he do? Verses 14 and 15, he died on the cross to take care of the devil and the fear of death. Oh, we've been living in days of pestilence for years. Everybody's afraid to die, but who's willing to live for God? Everyone's afraid to die. You must know fear of God, but fear of death. I say to you today again, praise God when the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross. He rendered, may I just read the words of verse 14? He rendered powerless the power of death that the devil held in his hands. He, may I read also verse 15, freed those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. This is what he did when he became one of us. He died on the cross to give us victory, and our Lord, high priest, gives help not to angels. The fallen angels have no help. We see picture after picture of it. We see recordings of it in the gospels when the Lord Jesus stood before those demons. Those demons cringed before him and called him the Holy One of God. What What have you come here to do to us before the time? Because every demon knows as well as the devil that their fate is set and that there will be an everlasting fire pit for them that will burn forever and they'll never be extinguished. There is no salvation for the fallen angels. There is only salvation for fallen, sinful human beings through Jesus Christ. He does not give help to the angels, verse 16, but He gives help to the descendant of Abraham. Therefore, therefore He had to be made like His brethren in all things. If you read the language carefully and you understand these things, the, the original word is the word he had to, he was obligated. This was the obligation of the coming of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. When he came, he was obligated to have bodily limitations. He was tired on a boat and he slept, he was hungry and he needed to eat. He suffered all the struggles of life. Some of us in this room don't really believe that the Lord Jesus struggled and had to fight down trials and troubles and afflictions of mind, will, and emotions. But he's just like you and me. He had to learn how to say no to temptation in all of its forms. That's why you can talk to the Lord Jesus about your temptations and your troubles. That's why you can speak to him as your Lord High Priest because he's one of us. Since he himself was tempted, verse 18, in the same way we are, he suffered just like us. Our High Priest, my dear friends, knows from personal experience what it means to be human. And listen, he took that to heaven. He took that to heaven perhaps I should say this there's only one who truly knows pain in heaven and that is our high priest the Lord Jesus Christ even to this day we say no one knows my pain no one knows my troubles no one knows my struggles but I pause to tell you this no you're wrong you're wrong my friend because He had to be made like us in all things, and because He was made like us in all things, He now, verse 17, He can become a merciful and faithful high priest. Number two, Jesus Christ, our great high priest, is a merciful priest. What is mercy? What is mercy? Well, mercy's not earned, is it? Mercy is not earned. Mercy is given to those who deserve to be punished. But their punishment is forgiven. And they, they, their, their punishment is removed and their wrongdoing is dismissed. Mercy comes and forgives the wrongdoer. Kindness is extended to the helpless. And kindness to the broken. Oh, the blessedness of mercy. I remind you today of what this passage says to us. Go to heaven now. Go to heaven. You're looking around for somebody to be merciful here. Why don't you go to the one who is full of mercy? Why don't you go to the one who is the mercy giver? Our Lord High Priest is a mercy-filled priest. For all of God's people at the same time. I want you to fathom that. For all of God's people scattered on the earth today. Our wonderful Lord High Priest. He has enough mercy for us all. He has enough mercy for us all. And His mercy continues to come. How many times did we read it in the Gospels? Our Lord is going along the way. And here He hears in the background. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, have mercy. And I say to you today, set your mind on heaven, the prayers of God's saints. Rise to the Lord Jesus, our Lord High Priest, and it is have mercy on me. You see, if you're proud, you'll never ask God for mercy. If you're arrogant, you'll never ask God for mercy. But when you know you're a sinner and you're utterly dependent on God, you will always cry for mercy. And now we have one who is in heaven who is our merciful one. He responds with endless mercy to his people's needs on the earth. The song, we've sung it here many times, what love. Could remember no wrongs we have done omniscient, all knowing he counts not their sum. Thrown into a sea without bottom or shore. Listen, our sins, they are many, but his mercy is more. Our sins, they are many, but his mercy is more. He had to become like his brethren in all things so that he might become merciful. And finally, Jesus Christ, our great high priest, is a faithful priest. Some of you are in the shape you're in because people have hurt you with their lack of faithfulness, haven't they? You're hurt and you're offended by it and you you can't get over how someone else has been unfaithful to you. May I turn it and remind you, you've been unfaithful to other people too. There's nothing more painful than to to experience loss of someone who you've counted on and depended on and they fail you. But I remind you all today, set your mind on heaven now. You've got to get out of this world. you gotta, you got to go with Pastor Mike. Take the word of God. Let the Holy Spirit take you to heaven. Therefore, he had to be made like his brethren in all things so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. He made the payment for the sins of the people, His faithfulness in walking to the cross. Faithfulness is loyalty, dependability. Faithfulness is reliability on promises, and faithfulness is doing what we say we will do, and our Lord did it. My dear friends, our Lord High Priest is a merciful and faithful priest. He continues His eternal glorious ministry work on behalf of His people on earth, Our Lord High Priest sacrificed Himself for our sins. He went to the cross and He paid with His own life. He settled the debt of our sin. And He settled the wrath of God over our sin. Our Lord High Priest is faithful. And guess what? He is faithful to help you with your needs. Verse 18. He was tempted like us. And yet He is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. Here's grace today. Here's grace. Grace is that there's someone who will come to your aid. When everybody else turns away from you, when everybody else is finished with you, when everybody else has given up on you, when everybody else has no hope in you, as a follower of Jesus Christ, regardless of your situation, you must cry for mercy. You cry for mercy, And how many times have we all got on our knees in desperate situations and said, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on this child. Lord, have mercy on this circumstance. Lord, have mercy. You see, this is the storehouse of grace. He comes to the aid of those who are tempted to give up their faith in God. And that might be somebody I'm speaking to today. Life is so hard for you. You don't understand why God's putting you through the things you're going through, and you're ready to quit. Some of us in this room, He comes to the aid of those who are tempted to go back into sin. It looks better in the world than it does living for God. It doesn't seem like it pays off much to be a follower of Jesus. You're tempted to walk away from God. He comes to the aid of those who have no power or hope, and that's many in our world today, who live in despair and discouragement and have no power. He comes to the aid of those who are surrounded by troubles. You think you're the only one who's going through difficulties today. No one went through greater troubles than our Lord Jesus Christ. He is one of us. He understands you. He knows what it's like to go through those things. And He is merciful and faithful and will come to your aid. And oh, how He comes to the aid of those who are even captured by their temptations who once used to walk with God in joy and have victory in Christ, but now live in misery, gone back to carnality, living like the world again. Oh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friends, I appeal to you today. I've done nothing but appeal now for these few minutes together. That we think about our Lord in heaven. He is merciful and faithful and He comes to the aid of His people in all their troubles. You need to tuck that away. You need to remember this. It's not going to perhaps be today. You need it. But you're going to need it someday before you're done on this earth. You're going to need it multiple times again and again. You see, here's the way we would say it today. Our high priest, our king priest, is faithfully merciful and mercifully faithful. Our Lord priest. Our Lord High Priest is faithfully merciful. You need to remember that. Well, I've already asked God for mercy before. You ask Him again. He's faithfully merciful. But He is also mercifully faithful. He will never stop helping you. You know what I've found in my life? I am least helpful to carrying out the gospel when I am earthly minded. I'm best helpful when I am heavenly minded. And it's the same for this church. It's this church, as we set our minds and we live with heavenly mindedness, we are of great good and value to the work of God in the world. But oh, how sad it is when we as a people are earthbound, earth thinkers, we are of no heavenly value. In this world so we go to our high priest and ask for mercy and here's your challenge you must learn the discipline of setting your mind on things above and thinking about Christ who is our merciful and faithful high priest what do we remember today well he is our high priest brother he's our high priest brother Oh, you know, family things, right? Boy, we're we're Dixon here. We're in Dixon. Family. Family. Things that go on talk about in the family. Go talk to your brother about what you need. Go talk to your brother who knows what you're going through. Go talk to your brother, your Lord High Priest, who will hear you and give you aid. He will take care. You don't need to worry how he does it. You just need to thank God that He will do it for you. Go to your brother high priest. And I must remind you today, my dear friends, this is a am appealing to you to know the glory of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord priest. But you see, sadly, He is not priest to all those who are lost. He is their judge. Oh, He is Savior of the world to all who will believe. Whosoever believes, guess what? He becomes the high priest of those who are saved. Listen, if you will not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, this is why we go talk about who's your one. This is why we invite people to church. This is why we, do, we so win. Because people who do not know Jesus Christ will die and face Jesus Christ as judge. Is he your high priest? Or is he your judge? No one is merciful and faithful. You might have a friend you think is so wonderful. And I'm glad you do. But there's no one, there will never be anyone to compare to the glorious excellence of the Lord's mercy and faithfulness. And I hope you run to Him for help in all your needs, to the praise of the glory of His grace. And the Lord is near to the door. And we pray, come Lord Jesus.